Fish Nerds Podcast, where we talk about fish, fishing, and eating fish. I'm Dave Kellum. And I am Clay Groves. Together we talk about fishy stuff that's happened to us, people we know, and other fish nerds we've seen. Anything is fair game, and it's a good bet one of us is woefully unprepared for this podcast. <laughs> woefully. We have tons. Whoa. We have tons <laughs> to talk about, though. Uh, we're, we're going to talk about giant water bugs. It's not fishy, but it's related to fishy stuff. We have our dam quest. We have our catch them all quest. We have a new segment on fishnerds.com that we'll be revealing a little bit later. And then uh, we discovered Fishing with John, a very cool series that Clay, I think, has watched them all. So he's going to give us his, uh, his Siskel and Ebert type report on what he thinks of Fishing with John. It's awesome. <laughs> so Clay, let's start off with an old friend I think you encountered. Well, yeah, our old friend is a giant water bug. Now, <laughs> <laughs> it says something about who we who we have uh, as friends, but yeah. yeah. Well, years ago, gosh, it must have been ten years ago when Dave and I were working at the Fishways, also my first year <laughs> teaching. We had a I, I was I was walking across the parking lot on a rainy night, and this huge bug flew into my chest and hit the ground in front of me. And I picked it up. Because I'm that kind of guy who picks up huge bugs. <laughs> yep. and, and I was like, wow, look at this. It's awesome looking. I'm going to crawl across my hands a few times. I put it in my shirt pocket. And I drove to my office at the Fishways. So, so you had, and, and how big is this bug? I probably was about two and a half inches from nose to tail. <laughs> nice. And it looked, like, it looked like a giant cockroach. Uh-huh. In with like in, my, in, in the front arms look like praying mantis arms. Okay. So imagine a cockroach praying mantis thing. Right, right. And the first thing you think is, I'll put it in my pocket. Got well, it. Okay. Where, where do you put your giant books? <laughs> <laughs> so, I get to my office, and I get out my, my insect guide, and I code out the, the insect, and it says giant water bug. And I pick up the insect, and I'm looking at it, it's crawling over my hand some more, and it says, common name, toe biter. Be wary, this can deliver a powerful, venomous sting. <laughs> <laughs> and this is over... <laughs> And it's positioned over your chest? Well, at this point, I'm holding it in my hands. But yeah, it rode, it rode in my shirt pocket home from the parking lot I found it. So. Okay. So anyway, I was, I was very excited about this. And I was afraid to hold it now. And I, so I put it in an aquarium because it lives in the water. And we had it as a as a exhibit animal at the Fishways. I remember that animal. It's awesome. Yeah, we did you know, talks about it, and we we do at an event, and we have a bunch of kids there, and we throw a giant shiner in there, and a giant water bug just with a leap onto the back of the fish, and it's a true bug, and like and what makes an insect a bug is its beak-like mouth, and they what they do is like like think about a bed bug, is they inject venom under the skin of their prey, which is a uh, it breaks down the proteins, it's an enzyme. Yeah, and it makes so, it, it makes sounds them, like you know what you're talking about. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. it makes the meat liquidy and, and slurpy, and it shrinks out the insides. <laughs> really cool. So it, it grabs these fish or frogs or whatever, and it liquefies their insides, and it shrinks them out. It just leaves the skin floating on top of the water like a discarded juice box. <laughs> or awesome. a shiner smoothie. Shiner smoothie. Mm. <laughs> we haven't tried that one. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so I was at Tin Mountain Conservation Center the other day with my family. We are catching frogs, and a giant water bug swam by. And I had no choice. We had to catch it. So now that water bug's in my classroom, hopefully still alive. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, my students will get to experience the water bug eating on Tuesday when we return to school. It's very exciting. 
And that, uh, yeah, that that's awesome. They they are incredibly um, impressive when they go after their prey. They're really cool, and they're great parents. Really, well, the, the fathers are great parents. The mothers are useless. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, what they when they do is is the mother lays the eggs all over the back of the male, and then he takes care of them, it keeps them clean, he fans water over them, keeps them well oxygenated. And when they hatch out, the nymphs will ride around on the back of the dad, and he'll defend them and take care of them until they're old enough to defend themselves. And then wow. once that happens, he can eat them. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. So just like any good dad, you know, when you're out, get out of my house, <laughs> or I'm going to eat you. <laughs> so, but what I got thinking about is I've never seen a giant water bug fishing lure. And watching this thing swim across the water with its giant back legs and everything, I can't imagine a bass not wanting to grab this thing and eat it. So I, I want to make or want to look for a fly or some pattern that looks like a giant water bug. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and we've talked about this. My theory is that who would want to eat something that's going to bite the snot out of you <laughs> once once you've swallowed it? Right. Well, smallmouth bass eat helgramites, and they're mean as hell. So. Yeah, I know, and a crayfish can't do good things to you as it's going down, I know. Yeah, so why not? Yeah, why not? Um, but, I think we've just stumbled upon what we're going to do. Now, now we have, we'll mention it again, but we're doing Fish, Lur- Fish Nerds Live. Live! Um, live! <laughs> down at, um, uh, where, where is it? Tin Mountain, right? Tin Mountain, this Thursday, yeah. Yeah, so, and uh, we've been thinking about a recipe, and I think a Shiner Slurpee, we can pretend to be giant water bugs. Get a straw. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what would be great is, and the good news is no one listens to our podcast. So, right. But you know what would be great would be to, like, make a Shiner, like, just make a Slurpee and call it Shiner Slurpee. <laughs> and have it taste really good, have people sample it, and have it just have, like, yogurt and, like, chocolate in it or something. <laughs> And they'll think they drink a Slurpee made out of Shiners, and they'll go home and try to make it. It'll be the best thing ever. <laughs> we can give a recipe and everything. Shiners taste like bananas. Oh, they're, they're delicious. <laughs> All right, so we have to think uh, about that. Yeah, right. you're a bad person. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that's the giant water bug. Giant water bug's very cool. Just don't, I wouldn't pick them up. I wouldn't. Yeah, you would, but mm-hmm. I would Oh, by, by the way, I, those are really, if you're really pressed, fry them in hot oil and eat them. Really? Really. If you, on the street markets in, uh, uh, what country is it? Thailand. You can buy them fried. Wow. And you can order them on the internet. And you can cook them at home if you want to. Wow. So, yeah. I'm, we may, in my classroom, end up eating this thing. Oh man, if you do, you gotta videotape it. Yeah, I'm thinking about making a bet with my students. We'll see. That's awesome. I hope that, I hope that happens. I will see. (laughs) Okay. Um, next, uh, Fish Nerds. We've added a new thing because, alright, so we're trying to build fishnerds.com. And if you're listening to this, you've probably already found it, but tell a friend. Um, we're slowly building our our hits. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're going to add probably some other social media stuff. We're going to drop flyers. We're going to take pigeons. We're going to do anything and everything Carrier we can. pigeons. We're going to revive an extinct species just for fishnerds.com. We can do that. Passenger <laughs> pigeon. They're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and um, But anyway, so 
part of this, part of the things that you can see on fishnerds.com is uh, little clips of like the best fishing videos out there. And, uh, you know, because mostly vi fishing videos are ungodly boring except for 30 seconds or so. so except we, for the ones we make. The ones we make are awesome. Awesome. Clear through. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no um, boring part. <laughs> But we take only 30 seconds of, of your time and show you the best stuff out there. And as we're doing this, we're realizing there are some wacky fish nerds out there. And um, so we've started a new segment, which is uh, Fish Nerd of the Year nominees. Oh, and, pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> and as we see these videos, uh, we're going to post, um, we're going to tag them as a nominee for Fish Nerd of the Year. And then in a year, we're going to pick the best one and give them something. I don't know what, but... Um, currently, I think, well, there, there's a guy that I think the post is going to come up in the rotation here in, in two or three days. Um, it, it, it's great. The guy goes out, fishes with his dog, Max, and he catches a pike, and he's talking to the pike. And then just like it's any normal thing, he reaches in his pocket, and he puts a little cowboy hat <laughs> on on the pike. And he doesn't explain why. He just puts a little cowboy hat on it, takes a, <laughs> shakes a picture, and then walks down, takes it off, and then sets the pike free. So uh, I don't know why he puts little cowboy hats on the fish, but I think it's awesome. So. Well, that is great. And and you know what? If if you see someone who you think should be a nominee for Fish Nerd of the Year, yes. go on our Facebook page, give us a link there, and we'll take a look at it. Yep, yep. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it at fishnerds.com. You can send us an email at fishnerdsoftheyear at fishnerds.com. Um, it, it, it'll, yeah, send in your nominees because the prize is going to be fabulous. We wait till you see what this prize is. It's, it's, it's going to way outdo last year's prize. That's all we're saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. In yes, comparison, last year's prize sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but this year's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> So, and it could be the complete series of Fishing with John. I don't know. Clay, what do you think? The complete, you know, it's a good gift. And, uh, well, let's say it could be. Let's not, we're going to be non-committal. Oh, this yeah. Point. But let's talk Fishing with John. If you're a fish nerd, if you listen to our podcast, and you want to see the, probably the best and worst fishing television series ever made. <laughs> Go on Netflix or wherever you can find it and look for Fishing with John. It is fabulous. Now, John is this folk singer from like the 80s or 70s. I have no idea who this guy is. Okay. But he's he's pretty well known. And he hangs out with people like Willem Dafoe and Dennis Hopper, Mount, Matt Dillon, and Tom Waits. Wow. Well, yeah. And those are his buddies. And they know nothing, including, by the way, John knows nothing about fishing. They travel around the world and they go fishing. <laughs> and they don't catch anything. <laughs> They're terrible at it. Uh, and it's this is back, you know, I think made in 1992 or something like that. And this is back when smoking was still cool. Oh yeah. Um, you know, before cancer was invented. And <laughs> and and they just hang out and they just talk for like it's like a 20 minute show. But they don't catch anything. My favorite one was well, they were all really good, but but um. Oh, who was it? Uh, who played the Joker? Not Joker. The uh, the villain. What, in, in, William uh, Defoe. Not William Defoe. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, William Defoe. He was the and, Goblin. The Goblin. Hobgoblin. Yeah. William Defoe and John went ice fishing in Maine for a week. Wow. And the only thing they brought for food with them were those little like Keebler snack packs of crackers. <laughs> they're, they're orange with like peanut butter or orange with orange flavored cheese in them. 
Nice. And that the hope was they were going to catch all these fish and eat them all week long. So all I'm going to tell you is they both died at the end of that episode. <laughs> but it's so good. And and they're so terrible at what they're doing, which makes it good. Uh, but I, I think we should revive the show. And, oh, and yeah. totally. It should be fishing with Dave and Clay or fishing with the fish nerds. And we should grab some other famous people. Maybe, maybe a little oh. less scary famous people. Well, the, you know, or scary. more scary. You know. Well, yeah. Let, let's go down the list of like famous fish people. So, okay. um, Henry Winkler did a fish book. Henry Winkler, yeah. So, fishing with the fawns. Oh, fishing with the fawns. Would be awesome. hey. <laughs> <laughs> but he's strictly catch and release, so it would be very interesting to debate him on it. It's also a very nice person, so it would be a very easy debate. Yeah, you know, he's, like, he's you're like, you'd be like, come on, I want to eat the fish. You'd be like, well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some debate. <laughs> But he would be good. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I think there's a Boston Celtics, like the third string center. I don't know his name, but I heard he's a professional carp fisherman. So we could, uh, we could try to touch base with them and go fishing with him. That, that'd be really cool. That'd be good. So if he's listening, what's his name? Yes. I don't know. It's, you, that's not going to help us. I know. It's, <laughs> he, he's like from, he's from Europe. So, you know, uh-huh. that's where like carp, they like carp. Okay. Sven? Uh, Sven? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> But it's not Sven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt it. Uh, just it's just is. Um, but anyway, I, I maybe that's all the fishy people um, I know. Bob Knight, he's the uh, basketball coach for used to be for the Indiana Hoosiers. He's the guy that throws chairs. And, uh, that no, guy, you can you can you can go fishing with him. Yeah, he's scary. <laughs> he, uh, I know he's a big fisherman. Um, Ted Nugent. Eesh. Mm. You know what? Uh, Let's go bow fishing with him. Yeah, I, I think he would be all over that. So, I, I actually don't want anything to do with him. <laughs> I, well, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll fish with anybody. So. Yeah, I guess, but uh, man. I yeah. Got... Well, we can also revive the fishing with John series, and who's dead in that series? Uh, Dennis Hopper is he dead? Right. Uh, Dennis Hopper's dead. Yeah. But Will, be... Willem Dafoe is still around. He is. And yeah. Matt, Matt Dillon. Yeah. Tom Waits is still around a little bit. Yeah. So we can get those guys. All right. Well, we'll start a list. Start a list. So, but anyway, look, if you haven't seen that show, watch it. And then I want to tell you about it more, but I don't want to give it all away. No. So, no. Don't, but don't, it's, don't give it's it all. so, it's, it's terrible. Like if you, <laughs> if you're not a nerdy fish guy, you won't like it, but it's terrible. It's great. It's everything I wanted. It made me happy. So. All right. Okay. Um, so that brings us to this this scary part of the podcast. Scary being that we've never Ooh. done it before. Yeah, I know. Very scary. Um, we're gonna call a bait shop. Yay, and bait shops! This is we looked for twenty four hour bait shops, and we found Matt's Lucky Bait Shop, and it's in Minnesota and uh, <laughs> Lakeland, Minnesota. So we've never talked to Matt. We don't know if we're actually going to get Matt. We have a phone number here that we're going to try, and uh, we're going to talk to him and see if he agrees to be, see if he's not busy and agrees to be recorded for our podcast. Um, very likely he won't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we'll have to take this off the air as we get his permission. All right. Well, hey, that was fun. Let's, let's, let's do that again every week. <laughs> That's our segment where no one talks to us. Oh, we're such sad little men. <laughs> oh, well, we try. We try. All right. All well, right. that was good. good yes. Stuff. 
This will be a very short podcast tonight. Yes, <laughs> it will. All right, so that's not working. Oh, let's go to Fish in the News. Fish in the News! All right, so this comes from West Hampton, Hampton Bays, the local newspaper there. and Is it New Hampshire? No, no, sorry. This is Long Island. So West Hampton, Hampton Bays out in Long Island, like East Hampton area. Like I'm supposed to know stuff. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, but point number four was fishermen fillet. This is the police report. Uh, fishermen fillets tires in turf war. <laughs> a turf war over horseshoe crabs led to the arrest of a Flanders fisherman on Sunday. Southampton town police charged John Lombardi, age 60, for a felony criminal mischief after police said he slashed the tires of two fellow commercial fishermen. Fisherman's cars. Criminal so this, mis- mis- mischief sounds fun. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it does sound something that you know, like the 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 Riddler would be charged. Right, right. You go to court and like uh, you're being charged with mischief. Yeah, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> but this is over horseshoe crabs. So well, um, there's a commercial market for that, huh? Uh, there is, and uh, commercial horseshoe crabs. Do you do you know why they harvest horseshoe crabs? Well, because no. <laughs> they they bleed them. So uh, it used to be that they would just trap them for lobster bait, and they would, uh, you know, they were like <coughs> very cheap, and you know, they were just kind of a throw-off kind of thing. And then I guess maybe twenty years ago, something like that, they figured out that horseshoe crab blood, which is copper-based, uh, does a really good job of detecting. I think it's bacterial. Um, uh, contamination in in human um, I think it's it's like human what do I want to say uh, inoculation kind of things oh. and uh, so basically they save tons of lives so now what they do is they go out they catch horseshoe crabs they send them in they they bleed them <laughs> they, <laughs> they put them in these things and they take blood out of them and then they put them back and uh, it's a big big deal I forget what the name of the chemical is that they get from them, but it's... So it's a, more like harvesting the blood. So you're not yes. killing them all. You're just catching them. Catching the blood out. Yep. Vampires. Yep. And uh, that's what they do. So it's a big biomedical industry right now, and, and, and now it's a big business, obviously, to the point where people are having turf wars and they're slashing tires. Love it. Over, over horseshoe crabs. Yes. Wow. So, anyway, there you go. It's I not- thought horseshoe crabs were something that... Never mind. I was going to say, like, horses might get on, like, little, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Depends what you're doing with your horseshoes, I uh, suppose. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, so anyway, on that note, uh, we're, we're done with Fish in the News, and that moves us to our quest updates. Yay, quests. Yay, quests. Yeah, so. probably just, just uh, before we get into that, let's do a little bit of a sponsorship you know, so take a minute to hear our ad. Oh yes, we, yeah. we don't want to. We don't want to uh, forget. The, Never want to offend the sponsors, <laughs> right? <laughs> so today's podcast is brought to you by FishNerds.com. That's us. <laughs> but if you want it, <laughs> so but if you want to be a sponsor, please contact us at advertising at FishNerds.com because it'd be really great to have a real advertisement in this spot. And. We That's like sad. We're such sad people. <laughs> Is there anyone listening? Can you just 
just buy his lunch and we'll oh, put you as a sponsor. Buy me a I Coke swear. or something, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, sponsors, you know, we love our sponsors. Um, we do. They're my favorite two people. They don't pay well. But they're, they're nice folk. Um, so we have two quests going on right now. We have the original catch them all quest. We're still trying to catch the last eight species in the state. Uh, they're tricky son of a guns, and we're going to talk a little bit about why they're tricky. Right, um, and let's just make sure everyone knows what that quest is, Dave. Yeah, let's new. let's do that. Shall we? For, <laughs> for those who are not in the know, and we know who you are, uh, <laughs> uh, Catch Em All, the original quest, is was a one-year quest to catch and eat every species of freshwater fish in New Hampshire. Wow. One, yeah, we started that two and a half years ago. It was a yeah. one-year quest. It's still going on. We've done really well. It's been featured in every major news, um, in every major news organization in the state. We made um, it on the front cover of the Union Leader, which that's is the right. biggest one in the uh, state. Yep. That's right. Union Leader, Public Radio, Boston Public Radio, uh, New Hampshire Chronicle, and lots and lots of other publications. So where are they now, man? We're, uh, I'm sitting on a rocking chair <laughs> podcasting. So, so sad. So that's that's the first quest. And then, Dave, talk, talk about the new quest. Oh, the new quest is we asked our wives, we're saying, well, you know, this one's kind of stalled out. We're thinking of doing something else, you know. And, and, and you know, we said we'd only do this for a year, but this is keep going, and now we want to do something else. And we can't remember which one said it, but one of our wives said, not another damn quest. And we're like, that's it. You're, you're, <laughs> you're a genius. <laughs> so now we're going to try to fish on all the dams in the state. And that seemed like a perfectly fine thing to do. Until we realize there's over 3,000 dams in the state. Um, but there's plenty of places to go fishing. And actually, it, it turns out kind of interesting. And we're going to talk a little bit right now about some of the interesting things. So the um, I went out today. And uh, it's what's what's great is you can go online and see all the dams in the state. This, there's a, actually a dam bureau. Damn. <laughs> Must be great going to the dam bureau to work uh, every day. Where are you going? Going to my damn job. <laughs> Where's my damn paycheck? <laughs> so the Dam Bureau puts all their dams up on a map, and you can go see all the maps, and they have all this information about where's my they are. damn map? And uh, where's the damn owns, tape measure? Who owns the dam? Who's the dam owner? <laughs> and all those things. So uh, we were able to pull up the dam uh, list, and I, I had about. Um, and you got to understand, Clay and I live two hours away from each other, so. Uh, we try to fish as much as we can together, but often we can only get an hour or two away, and, and so we just go out near as we can to, to try to catch some stuff. And, and we all count it as, as one big quest. So I uh, I looked for a good dam to go to, and I saw uh, there's one next to the county jail. Yay! And, uh, yeah, the damn jail. <laughs> the damn jail. <laughs> and it's the Ice Pond Dam. It's eight and a half feet tall, and I'm reading all about it, so I decided to go out there this afternoon. Very strange. I poke around the the uh, the jail, and sure enough, there's. It looks like there's a there's a little bit of shoreline that I can get on. There's a fence around it, but that's not too bad. It's the big razor wire and electric fence that's across Easy. the dam. <laughs> that was sort of intimidating. Uh, restricted area, all this stuff, but I was able to get out actually on the dam. And, uh, fish well within the, uh, you know, these little tiny windows in the prison and in the jail. So I don't know who's looking at me, you know, and all this. Um, so I, I was just had Folsom Prison Blues going in my head the oh, whole time. Maybe someone who got busted for, uh, 
for hunting elvers is in that jail. That's <laughs> right. Going, some... I see my new roommate. <laughs> Fresh meat. So uh, I thought this this place looked really fishy. You know, it was a lot of good growth. It was really a horrible day. It's been raining for like two days straight and snowing in some spots and just got awful horrible. But it really looked like a good fishy spot. So I thought I could pick up some fish. Um, and the deal is, if we catch fish on these dams, we're eating them. Um, and, and we have sort of a gentleman's agreement to try to eat something around the dam. Fill our damn bellies. <laughs> Fill our damn bellies. But this dam was covered in what I assume was goose poop. Um, <laughs> and so I was not really motivated. Plus, I checked out later that the actually the jail uh, sewage system dumps into this pond. <laughs> they, have, they have a water treatment plant. So at any point, I thought I'd see a uh, you know Shawshank Redemption kind of thing. Somebody pop out of a out of a pipe, but they never did. Um, I'm free. I'm so free. <laughs> they'd look at me and go, "Damn it." Uh-huh. Um, but, no, I couldn't even catch a bluegill. I mean, I was ready to eat whatever came out of there, and I couldn't catch nothing. So, um, uh, but anyway, fishing next to a prison with razor. And one of the most bizarre things, so I'm out there fishing and, you know, kind of enjoying, uh, I guess, the freedom of fishing. And uh, it was freaky because there was just a solid stream of people, families, kids, and stuff going in to visit people. It was Sunday afternoon, so... Uh, there was a parking lot down the way, and I could just see them all going in. I was like, "Wow, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a perspective giver there." It is. Um, but uh, but anyway, I got the only interesting thing is I got really close to a woodchuck. Uh, I was fishing, and this woodchuck came walking down the uh, the shore, and I was, got a really. Was he armed? <laughs> he could have been. He could have been a uh, a drone, I guess. Oh, <laughs> he's just scouting out. <laughs> How many? Uh, yeah. Could have woodchuck chuck. Um, but anyway, so anyway, that that's my story. Clay's got a damn story too. Damn. All right. Well, I headed up. Uh, well, first I was, I was questing for long nose suckers, but gave it up due to weird conditions and no fish. Um, no fish really slows you down a lot in these quests. But uh, on my way back, I drove past um, the headwaters of the Saco River, the mighty Saco River, and pond called Willie Pond. And this pond is, is held back by a, by a wooden dam and that drains into the Saco River which goes to the Atlantic Ocean and I think it delivers uh, fresh water to like 250,000 families or something like that. Mm. I don't know, I felt the urge to pee in the water. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I didn't do it because that's not right. Funny, <laughs> but not right. right. But anyway, I decided, alright, look, I'm at a dam, I'm on a damn quest. Uh, and I, I know a little bit about the Willie family, and I decided I'm going to go fishing. So nice. I, yeah, so I figured I'll catch a quick brook trout, and then I'll do a little bit more homework and we'll write about this Willie family. Yes. So, uh, you want to hear about the Willie family first or the trout first? Uh, let's hear about the trout first. Alright, so my go-to lure for trout isn't really a lure, it's a little spinner, uh, with a couple of red beads and a tiny hook, and I put on just a slice of worm on there, a little tiny, like maybe inch and a half of worm, and I cast out and just slowly retrieve the water. It was still really cold, and on the second cast, I hit a, got a little brook trout. Mm, nice. You know, like six inches. Not, nothing big. Yeah. But in New Hampshire, there's no size on brookies. It's five pounds or five fish. So to me, that counts. I'm in. Boom. Got my fish. So I put him in the back uh, of my truck, take, take some pictures, uh, and I 
scout around for something else to eat with it because we're filling our damn bellies. We think it's going to be really fun to find more wild edibles besides fish. Yes. So I found some ostrich fern. Mm. And really exciting because this time yeah. of year you can eat ostrich fern. They call them fiddleheads. Yeah, because they, they're wrapped up like fiddleheads. That's right. And the, the, the distinction between ostrich fern and other species of fern is ostrich fern look like they're covered in bits of wet paper, brown paper bag. Mm. And the rest are fuzzy and white. And so you can eat the ostrich fern, but you can't eat the fuzzy white ones. Uh, but it's not that simple either. The fuzzy white ones will give you cancer. Okay. Oh, that's not good. The fiddleheads, if you just pick them and eat them, they'll give you salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this sounds really, really appealing. Ah, uh, uh, no, I'm just so exciting. So, you know, I picked a handful of them and I didn't eat them raw, which by the way, in the past I've, I've eaten them raw and I've never, never gotten salmonella yet that I know of. <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you about cooking that stuff in a minute, how to prep it. But I got the sense of the willies. This is a great story. Mm. This this is real, too. The Willie family owned the property across the street from the pond. Mm, okay. it, was a, it was a bed and breakfast. They had a barn, all kinds of other outhouses and outbuildings and stuff on the side of Mount Willard. And they would host families from Boston would come up and they'd stay there for a week or two in the summertime and they would serve them food, whatever. But in the summer time in the 1800s, I can't recall the year at this point, um, they had a drought, and the yeah. Saco River about dried up. It was just a trickle of water. No, not, the, not good. No, the side of the mountain was was just dust and dry, crumbly earth. Everything was dying out. Uh, and then in late August, huge rainstorm came, rainstorm come through with thunder and lightning and all that stuff. Yep, and they could feel. This is legend has it because you know what people have felt when they're dead. But <laughs> oh, you gave it away. <laughs> the way the story goes, I ruined. You spoiled. It. Ah, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, but the way the story goes, we can edit if you want. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Story goes. Let's let's pretend we know. Ah, oh, sorry. We, we're, we're, let's pretend we're still concerned about these people because dead men have no feelings. <laughs> Go ahead. The way the story goes. <laughs> well, it's the 1800s. Everyone's dead, right? The, right? the way the story goes is the family, the Willie family, felt the ground trembling. Ooh, roaring. And so they, along with their uh, hired hands, mm-hmm. made a run from the, from the Willie house to the barn. Run! Run, yeah. So on the way to that barn, the mountain let go a big, big tumble of mud. Just Ooh. Slid down, whole mountain just fell off the side. Yeah, and it came down and it hit the big boulder behind the Willie house. Yep, and it split into two mudslides on Ooh. either side of the house, missing the house entirely. Sadly, the house was empty. <laughs> the The Willie family and all their help had made a run for the barn. Oh. And on their way to the barn, they got wiped out. Oh. Some were found in the barn, some were found in the river, and some were found in the mud. <laughs> and, and so, really kind of a sad story, but the legend has it. The phrase, gives me the willies, came yes. from the Willie family. Wow. So, wherever you hear that, that's a New Hampshire, New Hampshireism. <laughs> you know, if you wanted, if you did it right, if you were from Boston, which they were from, it'd be that gave me the wicked willies. You know, 
<laughs> wicked Willie. They're wicked. I'm wicked Willied. You know. So. Wow, that is spooky. That I is suppose spooky. There's their ghosts are still there. Obviously. Uh, obviously, because I had the Willies. You know. Yes. Uh, and speaking of Willies, I had that handful of uh, fail heads to deal with. Oh right. Which, as we know, could make me sick still. Could kill you like could, the Willies. Could make you dead just like the Willies. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> or, or, could, yeah. Yeah, or just true. make you just have a runny bottom. Right. So, <laughs> which so, is sort of like a mudslide. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah, uh, speaking of meals, let's talk food. Um, yes. So, <laughs> so I, 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 I filleted the, I didn't fillet. I cut the half the fish and gutted it, and brought everything home, and yeah. I. Boiled, you, you have to boil fiddleheads for about 10 minutes before you cook them, before you mm. eat them. Mm-hmm. And that 10 minutes is enough to kill all the bacteria that would make you sick. Yeah, good. So I did was I boiled them, and then yeah. I got a hot skillet with yeah. some butter and salt and pepper and garlic, real simple. And I threw the little fish in there with the fiddleheads, mm-hmm. tossed it around a little bit, turned it over, and then put the fiddleheads on top of the fish. And uh, my friend of mine made some nice homemade homebrew out of um, maple syrup. And I had homebrew with it, and it was delicious. Ew. Yes. Homebrew. <laughs> Ma- maple syrup beer? Well, he used the maple um, maple sap, not syrup. Oh, so okay. It, it, you know, honestly, it's, I don't know if it tastes like maple at all, but it's fun to say. Yeah, so that is fun to say. It was good beer. Yeah, yeah there like, you go. It tastes like an IPA. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, that that sounds awesome. My uh, my boss just got fiddlehead poisoning. Yeah! Uh, wow! Really? <laughs> she, yeah, she was out for a day or two. So, uh, it it's true. You can you can get it if you don't cook it. She didn't boil. She just she just sautéed. Well, lesson learned. Yeah, there you go. That's why you always, before you cook anything fish related or outdoor related, you should always refer to fishnerds.com to see if we've <laughs> died yet from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just check in to see if we've died. That's check all. in. If Dave and Clay did it, it's uh, it's a okay. <laughs> and of course, there's the disclaimer that you know don't take any of this for. I, I don't want to get sued for somebody uh, doing what we say. Right. If you do sue, catch them all, LLC. It's not. Yeah, that's right. it's, it's them, not us. It's those jerks that catch them all. <laughs> um, no, but that very good, good yeah. Willie story. Good, Willie. All right. This is the now, I think, the longest podcast. We didn't think we'd say much. Well, we always have something to say. I guess so, we always have something to do say. Do you want to talk about Creek Chug Suckers? Yeah, just real quick. So I, my argument is that the Creek Chug Sucker is the most difficult fish to catch in New Hampshire. Um, I believe you. Because they have a posse. And what I mean by that is I actually saw several of them. I probably saw a half dozen... Uh, Creek Chub Suckers in Dudley Brook over in, in Brentwood. Did you say Deadly Brook? <laughs> I said Dudley Brook. Oh, I was thinking about like this gang of fish in, du- in Deadly Brook. <laughs> no, you know, but... I can feel like an after school special. <laughs> the Deadly Fish of Dudley No, the no that, 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 that's like Discovery Channel stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, this is so Creek Chub Suckers, you could, they're really easy to identify. They, they almost have a bassy kind of look to them, but then you could tell their fins are in the wrong spots. Um, cool fish, and you can actually see the sucker mouth, and I could see them. And so when I saw them, I was like, oh, this is heaven. All I have to do is, you know, drop a worm in front of them, and I'm, I'm done. You know, we've got fish number, you know, we only have seven left. And, um, but then as soon as I dropped a worm in front of them, 
these bluegill popped up out of nowhere, actually pumpkin seed sunfish, out of nowhere, boom, and would hit the worm as soon as it hit the water. And I read later where the chub suckers like to hang out with other fish. And my theory is that they're their bodyguards. They're they're uh, the posse that that keeps them safe. So Do you think the creek chub suckers are like the king, and they uh, have tasters looking for the poison. <laughs> oh, and so those tasters are just like, hey, uh, you know, so the creek chub suckers laying around, and they go, oh, taster, <laughs> I see a worm dangling. Go and sample that worm for me. And then the yes, sir. And, and then he's gone, and he's like, glad I hired him. <laughs> And then the next worm comes by, and he goes, oh, taster, and that's the routine. I think uh, that's how it was going down. That's how it was going down. It was, it was killing me. And, uh, you know, then I thought, well, maybe if I catch all of them, I can move them out of the way. And uh, so I'd catch one and chuck it, you know. Maybe if another... I catch every fish in this river except the chub suckers, I can get it. I like your attitude. And, of course, well, you don't eat the, you're not keeping those fish. You're putting them right back in the water. Right, but I'm tossing them a little bit, oh, you know. I, they, I, yeah. And I'm showing him who's boss, you know. Right. I mean, I'm Give him a good stern looking at. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Making a little eye contact with the, with the bluegills there. And going, I see you seeing me. <laughs> well, and then the worst thing is, so then I thought, well, maybe if I go a little deeper, maybe, you know, there's a bunch of creek sub- chub suckers I just can't see, and they're in a deeper pool. So I drop it out there. Sure enough, I get a pesky brook trout. Oh, <laughs> man, it's so annoying. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a brook trout. <laughs> I'm a name brand fish. I'm a name brand. You thought I'd be a bluegill. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, I had all sorts of fish to contend with and could not get anything realistically in front of these fish. It was killing me. Oh, that's so, too bad. Epic yeah. failure, Dave. I know, and then I went out, but after two days of rain, it's just a big, huge mess out there now. So well, hopefully the water will load, will load down. Will load down. <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> I don't mean to get all sciencey on you, but... <laughs> Um, so that, that brings us to pretty much a wrap up. Um, here's our, here's our, I guess, advertisement. Are you a fish nerd? Do you know a fish nerd? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you could be a fish nerd correspondent. Email us at clayisthekeng at fishnerds.com. <laughs> and that will, uh, that'll get you signed up for, uh, being a fish nerd. Yeah. And if you want to see the fish nerds live, you can see us this Thursday, May 30th at 7 p.m. at Tin Mountain Conservation Center in Albany, New Hampshire. We'll be there for a one-hour presentation. Should be funny, interesting, clever, two very attractive guys talking about fish. So. <laughs> Shiner smoothies. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, when you we... say it, Dave, it sounds delicious. So. Oh, thank you very much. Um, we don't have a wrap-up, so all we end up saying is goodbye. Goodbye. Remember... We troll the internet, so you don't have to. We're trying. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I you know, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think we can say that anymore. Why? Because if you look up the Urban Dictionary, trolling the internet uh-huh. is not a good thing. What's it mean? Wait, it, never mind. Let me look it up. <laughs> look it up now. Are you looking uh, it up? No. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember, uh, fishnerds.com. So sad. <laughs> So sad. So we'll we'll come up with the tagline and it'll impress everybody. But uh, for now, that that's it. We're done. Wow, that see you next so week. <laughs> see you.